welcome to the Strong Girl Podcast, a podcast for and about strong women and how they overcame the things that once made them feel weak. Join me, your host, Samantha Russo, as I discuss everything from mindset to physical health with guests that will surely inspire and motivate you. There will be laughs, there will be tears, and maybe a few F-bombs, but more importantly, lessons to learn to help you grow and embrace your strong girl. Welcome back and thank you for joining us again on the Strong Girl Podcast today. I'm super excited to introduce you to Janelle Niccolo Montero. She is the owner of Body Ambition Fitness. It's a premier fitness facility located in Middleton, Massachusetts that specializes in lifestyle training, competition, and pageant prep. And Janelle actually started competing in 2005 in the fitness universe organizations and has since excelled in the fitness industry as a spokesperson for health and fitness, starting with being the 2007 ESPN Bikini America short class champion to her 2013 WBFF pro title. Janelle has appeared on Fox Boston as a fitness expert multiple times in Oxygen Magazine numerous times, along with being featured in Muscular Development, Natural Health, Natural Muscle, and Complete Woman Magazines, to name a few. Janelle truly has a passion for health and fitness, and I met Janelle through the Miss New Hampshire USA organization. Uh, There are about three weeks left until the competition, and she came in to speak with us as the fitness sponsor, and I knew immediately that I had to work with her for the little amount of time that I had left to to prepare, and then when I, again, wanted to compete the next year, it was... I mean, it was a no-brainer to work with her. Um, And she may not know it, but she's played a huge role in my life over the last few years with deciding to get my personal training certification. And she's really given me a really unique perspective on the fitness industry, nutrition, mindset, you name it. She's truly an inspiration, and I'm super excited to have her on the podcast to share her story with you all. So thank you and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, So... I would like to start kind of at the beginning. I was listening to one of your uh, Facebook Lives, and you said that you grew up loving the limelight, and you started competing in pageants, which I actually didn't know that about you. So what led you to pageants, and what did you learn from that whole experience? So, strangely, um, it just came, like I grew up in a small town in New Hampshire, <laughs> not really um, knowing anything about pageants. And then when I was 10 years old, I saw the Little Miss Rochester Fair pageant, mm-hmm. and that's where it all started. And I said to my mom, I want to do that. And she was like, okay, well, then we'll do it next year. And I was at the max age limit, so I did it that year and, you know, placed. And from there, it's history. I just fell in love with it. And, um, you know, I loved dancing growing up, and I was just always, like, making up dances for my family events, and <laughs> I never was shy in that regard, so um, that's kind of where it started. So I then went on to do, like, some, you know, Miss National Northeast and some smaller pageants as a preteen and teenager, and then went into the Miss New Hampshire organization, um, Miss New Hampshire USA, and I did compete in a few America um pageants as well, but I stuck with the Miss USA organization and did pretty well with that. Um, And then when I was in college, I decided that, uh, you know, I really loved fitness because I was starting, I was 
really intrigued by fitness when I was getting ready for the pageants at the state level for Miss New Hampshire USA. I had to be in shape and I wasn't in sports in college, so I was in the gym instead. So that's kind of what really led me into loving fitness. I would, you know, back then they didn't even have social media, so it was all magazines and Oxygen Magazine was like my Bible. I would look at everything that they were doing in that magazine and I would take it to the gym with me and I'd literally do every workout that they had in there. (laughs) So, you know, I I was self-taught at that young age and um, then just really grew a love for it. And then once I was at the end of my college career, I said, well, I think I want to do this whole fitness thing. I had always watched it on TV. The ESPN used to always showcase um, Fitness America, and I loved it. And um, I had no gymnastics background or anything, so I had to learn how to do all the strength moves that came with the routine because back then they had a routine in the mm-hmm. fitness division. So um, it was more like dance blended with pageants, dance, fitness, all blended together. So it really just piqued my interest in um, I found a coach that was specialized in it, and she took me under her wing. Um, so that's kind of how it all began. That's <laughs> awesome. So it's kind of crazy. I feel like the fitness industry now, only, I mean, that wasn't very long ago when you first started. So it is like completely changed. Yes, it's evolved so much, and it's it's constantly changing, so that's why, you know, if someone's looking to get into fitness, uh, fitness competitions, it's really important to find someone to kind of help you, guide you along the way, because, you know, the suit styles change, what the judges want changes as far as the looks per division, per show, um, the categories, so... It, it really does change. Um, and, you know, knowing how to have someone help you adapt to all of that is important. But, I mean, when I first started, we had to wear one pieces and two pieces, believe mm-hmm. it or not. So, <laughs> and that was like 12 years ago. So it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so can you kind of talk about your time competing? Um, I know the fitness industry sometimes has negative stereotypes with, um, you know, it just being a very aesthetic uh, thing. And I I know many people that have, you know, just even from competing in pageants kind of talk about that experience and how it's affected them negatively as far as, you know, their body image or the way that they view food. But what was your experience like competing? So, I actually had a really great experience competing. Um, when I first started, um, the coach I was working under really was pretty natural in her approach. No crazy, um, no crazy products we had to take and supplements and all that. It was really pretty basic. Um, it was like just eating healthy. So it really helped me to kind of learn to eat healthy. Like I remember literally being like eating endless fruit back then. You know, nowadays it's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, it evolved. I was only competed, too, and as I learned uh, along the way. But competing doesn't have to be this thing that is so strict. And, you know, a lot of people say it causes eating disorders. It can cause binge eating disorders and things like that. And that's kind of my approach is that I try to stay really holistic in my approach to help people learn how to long term the goal of competing is something along the way it shouldn't be this you know complete lifestyle change that you 
you know, really can't enjoy your life at all <laughs> and you're, you know, cooped up inside and, you know, for three months and don't see anybody and have this no social life. And, you know, I, I always would say, you're making this decision, Janelle, like, don't, don't make it something that it's, you know, for Steve, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he was along the journey with me since pretty much the beginning. And I always would be like, you know, I'm not making him do this. He can eat pizza in front of me. Like, <laughs> I'm choosing not to eat the pizza. <laughs> yeah. So it's really something that, like, you have to just know what your your goals are with it. And it doesn't have to be completely extreme. Um, as the way that I coach, I don't want to ever have anyone's health come in you know, in harm. So it's important along the process to learn about what works for your body and what also will help get you lean. But also you don't have to go to this extreme place where you're doing two hours of cardio a day and, you know, your your fat is so low that it can hinder your thyroid and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of coaches out there that, that do know what they're talking about, but then there's a lot of people that don't know. So it's really just making sure that if you're looking to get into fitness competitions, really do your research. You know, um, you know whether it's me you work with or someone else, you got to do your research on the person and the type of credibility that they have. I've been in this industry for 14 years. I've, I've coached for almost all of that. I coached under another coach. Um, I went and got all my certifications. I've put many people through preps, uh, hundreds and hundreds, and I've created over 30 pros. So <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. Yep. Um, and then there's other people out there that literally get a certification and they're an online coach immediately and they put you through a show and, you know, they really don't know everybody's body type. Just because they competed once before doesn't mean that they can coach you to a show or mm. should coach you to a show, I should say. <laughs> And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I was so drawn to you because you do put so much into, you know, not only you're obviously dealing with the physical body, but your style of coaching really also has a lot to do with the mindset. And it, and like you said, it really is a holistic approach. And I guess, why is that, why is that important to you? And why is that such a big part, especially the mindset? Why is that such a big part of your coaching style? So for me, I know how important it was to come from a place of, um, you know, what fitness has done for me. It was really a way out of a bad place, and that's kind of where I came from with fitness. I loved fitness in college, and I kind of became really drawn to it. Um, And when I was in the gym, people were asking me, oh, what's that exercise? And I, I loved helping people with it. But then, you know, as I was, getting out of college, I got into a bad abusive relationship and that just kind of like broke me down as a person. And then I was like, fitness was the only way out to kind of build me back up. So when I was in the gym, it was like my time for myself to be like in my own mind and, you know, be strong again. And I realized that both go hand in hand. You have to be strong mentally and physically in order to be a strong girl, right? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's where it all led to. Um, I started to really realize how much fitness was my ultimate strength. Um, Not even the physical piece of it. It was more that mental. So 
then along the way, I've just adapted things that fit and worked for me um, to help me really have a positive mindset in life in general and on my outlook. And, and it's just kind of carried me along and helped me build up my brand and myself um, and help build others up in the meantime. Um, so with my coaching style, I really want to make sure that the woman that I'm coaching is not just here for three months or a year to have this external transformation because ultimately if that's what you're focused on is just the weight loss and getting on stage you're going to fail at the end of it Mm -hmm. so you may get to stage but then what you do with yourself after is is going to be tenfold worse because you're going to be more if you're not confident on who you are in all phases of your life and only in that show body then the second you get off that stage and your abs disappear, your self-worth is going to disappear as well. Right. So, uh, you know, it's really important to help the woman that I'm coaching realize that they are strong in all facets, all facets of their life and can really accomplish anything. Um, and I've had so many women that I've coached say, oh, my God, my career took off once I started competing. Um, you know, my relationship started to build once I uh, started competing. So there's a lot of good that comes out of competing because you're just so disciplined in life and disciplined in learning who you are. You start to realize, you know, your authenticity. Um, and it really does help you shine in life, not just in that light on stage. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's so crazy that you said that because I – tell everyone every time I've competed other things in my life just kind of start to fall into place it is like I'm so focused and like so in this state of positivity and just just laser focus that everything else just kind of falls into place the way that it should it's it's a really interesting experience it's crazy I love it um yeah absolutely yeah so so you talk about um, how fitness was kind of your outlet for, you know, unhealthy relationships. You also really touched upon um, debt in your your Facebook Live. Can you just kind of talk about those those early setbacks in your life as well as, you know, did you have a, a job while you were competing as well? Because you, you didn't always own Body Ambition Fitness. You did. Right. Yeah. So I'd love to know more about that. So when I first graduated from college, I went to school for public relations, and I got a job literally the month I graduated, Um, you know, through networking. um, I landed this job in Cambridge, so I was driving to the city, you know, the ideal living, living the life, right? Mm -hmm. I had a job right out of college, (laughs) but it was, you know, I I had to pay for parking and everything else, so (laughs) at the end of the day, (laughs) I didn't make that much money. but yeah, so I had this job, I thought it was exactly what I wanted, you know, this big high-rise building in the city, um, but it just gave me no joy whatsoever, but, you know, plugged away, that's what I went to school for, so this is what I should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was there for eight months, and I got let go, <laughs> I got fired, and talk about, um feeling like a piece of crap. Mm. <laughs> like, I just went to school and spent all this money in my very first job out of college. I get fired. Like, they're like, you're not a good fit here. And it was in tech PR. Like, mm. it just wasn't me at all. Like, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't understand it. It was boring. <laughs> so here I am, like, trying to have this career, and I get let go, and I had to tell my parents, and they were just kind of like, 
don't worry, you'll get another job, just keep applying to places, blah, blah, blah. So I did that, and luckily I landed a job at um, Mullen Communications, which back then um, was in Wenham, and now they're in the city. Mm-hmm. So it was close to where I was living. Um, it was with consumer PR, so it was like for, I actually worked on Eddie Bauer for like in some other consumer brands in the beginning. So it was like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. I was, you know, more in fashion than I was in tech. So I thought that was what I wanted. So I was there for actually, I think it was four years. I loved what I did. I traveled to New York a lot, met with editors of top magazines and like, really had a fun, fun job. And, you know, that's what I went to school for. But on the side, I was, I got my personal trainer certification. I started to train and teach classes on the side um, because I was still competing. And, you know, I was working like 70, 80 hours a week as an account executive. I was working a lot. I was traveling a lot and I was competing a lot. (laughs) I was living on my own um, and then moved in with someone and, you know, I was in a lot of debt, college debt. Um, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I needed to compete because it was like my savior. It was like Mm -hmm. my happy place. So I, um, you know, just kept competing. (laughs) Back then it wasn't, back then it wasn't really as expensive as it is now. So I actually could, but I was doing traveling shows. So I was going to, I was going to Miami to do Fitness Universe. I was going to Vegas to do um, Fitness America. Um, and, you know, it paid off. I did win, <laughs> but uh, it put me in a lot of debt. And, you know, I was like, I just need to keep doing it because I feel like this, it, this is my passion. It's what lights me up. But what, it's what makes me happy. So I just need to keep doing it. And then I got laid off um, because, obviously, the market crashed and mm. um, they let a lot of people go. And I was one of them. So I got laid off. And I remember I was with Steve at this time. And uh, I remember being like, crying in the car, calling him, being like, I was one of the ones let go, what am I going to do, blah, 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 and he was like, it's okay, you can now focus on what you're passionate about. I remember him saying this to me, and it was like a ray of sunshine on a, on a stormy day, like, mm-hmm. he was like, you can focus on fitness, you, you know, I was working part-time in it anyway, he's like, just do that, You'll, we'll find a way, and I was like, okay, I can breathe a little bit now, like, Steve was down for me, kind of doing fitness more than, than anything. So rather than trying to find another PR job, I just threw all my eggs in one basket and and went for fitness. And, you know, a couple years later, actually, I think it was only like a year later, I went to another facility and rented space and was more, and I built the Body Ambition brand. Um, and then like four years later after that, I, I actually built our facility that we have now. Wow. So you're ta- yeah, so. you've um, talked a lot about Steve, and for our listeners, Steve is your husband. What um, yes, husband. <laughs> what what has he as what has he done? What has his role been in you know in your journey to to now being the owner of of Body Ambition? Oh my God! Like everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> I owe him so much because he's pushed me so much. He's like. He, I can't, I might get emotional on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, he definitely, like, just helps me be a better person and, like, helps me see me for who I am. And, and you know, now I can finally see me for who I am. But he saw me way before I did um, and just, like, gave me that push that I needed um, to really dive in and not be scared with it. 
Uh, and even though, like, you know, I didn't, I was in a lot of debt and whatever, he, he floated me for quite some time, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why it took us 10 years to get married. But we did have our dream wedding eventually. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it was like, and, and he literally built it, like, with his hands, too. I mean, he's in construction, so, I mean, he, him and I were doing everything from, like, scraping the concrete on that floor to building the walls to painting, like, everything in that facility. And we blood, sweat, and tears for, like, three months. Because when I left my other... Actually, there's a, there's a theme here. I got mm-hmm. let go. <laughs> so when... So when at the other facility that I was renting space from, um, they were selling it, and they wanted me to buy it, and I didn't want to buy it. So um, I told them that I was, you know, going to leave and find my own place. I was honest with them. And once they found that out, they let me go immediately. So once once that happened, I had no place to train my clients, and I didn't even have a BA yet. So it was three months of blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of no sleep nights <laughs> of Steve and I once we found the facility and, like, just put everything we had into it. Um, so, yeah, so timing was right, though, for us then, and, and uh, it was really freaking scary, really scary, because I didn't know how many people were going to come with me. You know, I have this 4,000-square-foot facility. Like, it was my dream, but, like, you know, it takes time to build that up, but luckily, like, it, it you know, grew quick, and a lot of people came over with me, and, you know, it was just awesome. (laughs) That's incredible what you've done, and that was actually going to be my next question. You know, what were the fears starting, I mean, right now, it's easy to, to start an online fitness and, you know, nutrition business. It's very, it's easy to do that. What, I can't imagine, you know, purchasing a space, what are, what were the fears and, and what, what did you have to do? Was it mental work? Like, did you have a mentor? Um, I guess, what were the fears just opening up a physical location? So, I mean, it's always scary because you, I had had such a good brand already on like an online presence building. And, you know, since I was, in the industry a long time ago and started doing online a long time ago before a lot of these online coaches even started. (laughs) There wasn't many out there. I had no competition back then. As far as online coaches, there was only a few of them in fitness fitness competitions anyway. Um, So, you know, building a facility, though, on top of that, you have a lot more overhead. So it was like I got to keep that afloat doing my online stuff, which, you know, is a lot of time. Like, there's a lot of emails late night and stuff. Um, But then you have to build this facility when you're there at the facility all day long. Then when do you find time for your online stuff? So Mm -hmm. it was, like, really trying to balance and juggle that. So I was, you know, going in at 5.30 a.m., training eight, ten clients a day, and then coming home and having to hustle on email for, like, hours on end. Um, So, you know, it was... It was a lot, and, um, you know, thankfully, I got some more staffers to help me out, Um, but, you know, it was really scary kind of having to delegate stuff, because this was my baby, (laughs) so this was my baby until until Liliana came along, though it still is, but, you know, (laughs) it's my bigger baby, Um, so, you know, it was like trying to find that balance and then realizing I needed help and then being okay with having people help me. 
mm-hmm. um, and, and delegating. So finding good staff was also, you know, difficult. Still, still like, it's always, like, you always fear of finding someone that's a good fit. Luckily, I have an awesome freaking rock star team right now, and I have for a while. Um, so, you know, that was the biggest thing, was being like, all right, I have this huge overhead now. I need to get people to classes. I need to get people to train. And I need to find the time to still keep my online business successful um, and not have that drop because I have this this huge business I'm running now. Yeah. So, okay, kind of shifting gears a little bit, but you open BA and then you talk about your ultimate struggle um, when your stepsister passed away. I think a lot of people would be interested to know, you know, how did that affect you, your business, and how do you deal with setbacks like that, struggles like that, when you are running a business? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so it's almost, it's been two and a half years since she passed. So it was, you know, we were in that, like, starting to feel good phase of the business kind of running good. Um, I had good staff. And then um, she passed, and it was like a total hit. Um I just went pretty silent for a while. I just couldn't focus on anything, really. I I didn't really know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like I had to be the strong one for everyone in my family. Uh, So it was really, it was tough. Um, And I realized, though, that, um, you know, I don't really know what, what hit me one day, like six months I'd say it was a good six months around there that I was like, I didn't really want to open email. I mean, obviously I did because I had clients, but I was, uh, you know, letting the ball go a lot um, with stuff like that. And I wasn't doing any promotional stuff around the business either, which is something that when you own a business, you have to constantly do. So, you know, things kind of fell by the wayside. One of my um, right-hand staffers left me at the same time and it was like I had to do everything myself and I was blank I didn't really know how I didn't want to do anything I had no motivation to do anything um because I was just trying to deal with my own emotions around the whole situation and I felt some serious guilt which I you know I don't anymore I've let that go but I felt some serious guilt because I wasn't there for her I felt like I had but our relationship slip a little bit because she was clean and sober for two years and then she relapsed um so I kind of felt like oh my god like I thought she was fine and I didn't talk to her as much as I should have you know there's all that crazy guilt Mm -hmm. so you know I was dealing with emotional stuff there myself um so you know trying to take yourself out of that and I really think one of my 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 good friends who um, is a she's actually a medium. Um, she really helps me kind of see things differently. And once I started to see things differently, like I could start to be a little bit more open about everything again, um, and started to really dig myself out of that little bit of depression that I was going through, as to be expected, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it just kind of snapped. Like I just needed to realize like she's still with me and now she's just going to guide me in a different way. And it's so crazy how once I started to open my mind up spiritually around that, that she was helping me through 
this struggle and going to continue to help me um, with every aspect of my life, even though she's not here, um, I started to just come alive again. Uh, and I think it just honestly put me in a different place mentally uh, to really open my eyes and see things differently. Uh, and it's just kind of continued from there. So the past two and a half years, uh, I think that spiritually I've just become so much more aware of all of that and relied on her to guide me um, and be be truthful about that and open about it. And it's it's unbelievable how much it's helped <laughs> me heal. It's helped me heal. Yeah, and I think, again, that's something why maybe I was really drawn to you because... I think that comes through in the way that you coach people and the way that you talk to people. It's just so genuine, so authentic, so coming from a place of genuinely wanting to help people. It feels like like working with you, working with the team that you you put together, it it sounds silly, but like it totally was like a spiritual like experience for me. Like it wasn't just physical and I think a, yeah, I think a lot of like we talked about before, a lot of the a lot of people who maybe aren't in the in the fitness industry kind of see it as as something that can be negative but it really is all about the people that you you work with and doing the research yeah and, and that support you yeah it's it's so important and i think that is a huge testament to you and your team thank you so much i really did want to have uh, a a team a family that really is like a family like we really rely on each other and uplift each other and you know that saying you know when oh, what's the saying you must know it <laughs> <laughs> the one with the women fixing the other one's crown yes yes right so it's it's so that it's like when I competed I competed with a group of women and it was the same type of feeling um I some of my best friends in life now are people that I competed with and, you know, some of them don't compete anymore. Some of them just came back and now are competing. Um, but, you know, it was that uplifting of helping each other through this awesome journey. And you're learning things about yourself individually on this journey. But you also have these awesome women that will help support you and uplift you on the days that you feel down or you're struggling. And it's really hard to kind of rely on other people that don't understand that. So you need to support because, um, you know, sometimes you, you say you're doing a bikini competition and people are like, oh, geez, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. you're just going to get up on stage in a bikini. It's so much more than that. <laughs> it's so much more than counting macros and being on stage in a, in a bikini. Um, so, in, but it's really hard to, like, explain that until you're in it yeah. with the right people. Absolutely. So, you know, I remember being on stage one year I won, and then the following year my girlfriend won, and I was right next to her, and, like, literally like just as happy for her as I would have been for me because we we prepped together we went through the whole journey together I knew what she was going through struggles in life and and I was just so happy that she won like it, it was the same feeling for me and that's kind of the same way I feel now like a lot of people ask me all the time are you going to compete again <laughs> and I just feel so blessed to help so many people reach their journeys and like get to a place where they're confident and not just on stage, but afterwards and in, in all aspects of their life that I don't necessarily feel like I have to compete again. Like I, mm -hmm. I feel like I compete all the time whenever my clients are on stage. Like I'm just so proud of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely things I want to work on 
with myself, but I don't know if I, I mean, I want to compete again. There is that, obviously, always that urge to compete. Always that bug. <laughs> but always, always. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I, I'm still so in, ingrained in it that, I, you know, I feel so, so joyful because of that. I love that. So you are a new mama, little baby Liliana. She's the cutest <laughs> freaking thing. How has Thank that you. changed your life, like in relation to um, your personal nutrition and workouts, your mindset, your business? Mm. So it is a lot different than what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I had expectation for myself that I would be, you know, in the gym so much more than I am. Well, I'm in the gym every day pretty much because I own it, but working out wise, I thought I would be able to do so much more. And then, you know, I've decided probably like five months in, I was like, you know, why am I putting this expectation on myself that I need to be you know, in the gym five days a week. Yeah. The reason why I was having this expectation on myself was because it was what I was thinking everybody else was thinking I needed to do. Mm. I was like, okay, everybody else is thinking I need to be in the gym five days a week, an hour a day, you know, working back and forth one day, doing legs the next day. Like, that's, that's who I was before. But, like, realistically, I can't do that right now. Like, my, my time is really Liliana body ambition than myself and I'm okay with that and like yeah I'm a fitness professional I'm always urging people to put themselves first but you if you want to put yourself third that's okay as long as you're okay with it mm-hmm. so like stop having everybody else judge you that you have to do this certain way do everything a certain way you know um so once I let that go I was like all right I'm cool with myself now mm-hmm. <laughs> I um I am working out um, you know, probably four times a week. So I'm getting in a little yoga now, which is something I definitely need. My body is feels broken after that baby <laughs> compared to what it was anyway. So, but it's getting there, it's getting so much better. She's walking in the room right now, smiling at me. Hi, <laughs> Um, so what I'm doing for myself is really starting to get the balance of it all. But, um, I really thought that I would, be in the gym a lot more than I am, but I'm okay with it. I wanted to spend this time with her. It's my first child. I I literally did not get off the couch or out of my house for like eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the winter time. I had her. I was like, I'm going to work out at home, and then I was like, mm, maybe not. I just want to. I just want to be with her. Yeah. I just want to spend every moment with her and eat it all up, and that's okay. So um, it's really just made me. I mean, I wake up every day so freaking joy, like so happy, so joyful. I cannot even explain it. It's crazy because I'm not getting any sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not that. But the thing is, you just find a way to do everything when you're happy. So whether it's fitness, whether it's, you know, having the baby, um, whether it's finding your perfect fit for a career, being around people that you want to be around and not feeling like you have to be around like you have to create your life around what you want and need and then everything else just falls into place so um I really just uh am so blessed that I've been able to continue with the business have a baby but of course you know I did we did want to wait until the business was in a good place and we felt right um to have one so thank 
thankfully all worked out as planned there. But <laughs> I know it doesn't always work out that way, but we were blessed. And so as we kind of wrap up, I think you just gave a really good piece of advice, but if you have any other advice that you could give to this strong girl community, whether, you know, they might be in fitness in the fitness industry or not, I just think you're you're a super inspirational person and I always come away with something if I'm watching your Facebook lives, if I'm just, you know, reading a post that you do, I think you have a lot of good advice. Thank you. Well, I would say to the strong girl community that you can only be a strong girl if you're strong from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So when you start working on internal peace, everything else falls into place. They can go, they can coincide together. You can start in the gym and, you know, start living more of a healthy lifestyle that fits for you. Um, But don't feel like you have to do everything that everybody else is doing. Do it on your own terms. Be authentically you, and life will fall into place. Just continue to live life in your complete happiness, whatever that may be, and things will start to fall into place. Uh, You know, like I always say, if you are the light, spread the light, and the light will come to you. So I hope that you girls will all enjoy uh, really trying to find your perfect fit with fitness and health and that includes your mindset yes absolutely thank you so so much for doing this um i am going to link uh all of your social media handles so people can find you there your website um is there anywhere else that you want people to to find you well though so i just actually created janellemontero.com so that's an additional site that's focused more on the uh mind, body, and soul aspect of your transformation. So you can go over there. I'm going to be doing some awesome free challenges. And I also have a Healthy Mom community. So if there's anyone out there that is looking for a killer mom tribe um, that is supportive, then go over to JanelleMontero.com and you'll be able to join for free. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Strong Girl Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got so much value out of that. Um, Janelle, again, like I gushed over, like she's my girl crush or something. She's probably like, oh gosh, this stalker. But she is truly such an inspirational person. Um, I, Like I said, I have her um, social media, her websites all linked in the show notes. Be sure to rate, subscribe, leave a review. And if you found value in today's podcast, the only way to help share this community, the strong girl community, is to share and spread the word. Share it on your Instagram stories, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Tell someone via face-to-face, you know, do we still even do that? Um, Yeah, that would be super appreciated if you could share. And I will catch you back again next Tuesday with an all-new episode.